You are listening to the Estheticians Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 74. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Happy Friday. How are you? I hope you're doing great. Okay, so today I want to talk about tasks that you may be doing that is not helping your client. And it probably is hard for you to differentiate because you feel like you're maybe always working. This is something I hear from my clients. Like I'm always working. I never have a break. And that is because my client, and I've done this myself, so I'm not saying like you shouldn't do this because it's something I'm totally guilty of. My client is working, quote unquote, on things that are not actual things work. That's work that's not actually helping their business grow or serving their client in any way. (laughs) And it's like this, it's kind of becomes addictive way, like tasks of what, like ways to work quote unquote in your business that just is like not helpful at all. And it's actually probably really exhausting and doesn't help you or your client in any way. So before I do that, here is a quick word about my hundred K challenge. Hey, do you want to make 100K? Do you want to make 100K in your business for 2022 or in just to pay yourself? Like you've made 100K as profit before taxes. Do you want to make 100K in your business? I want to help you totally for free. I have two different ways you can do it depending on which goal you have. The 100K make and the 100K pay. Both of those links are going to be in the show notes. Um... And you get a little formula that I've created. And then if you're not already in my Facebook group, you can join my Facebook group where I give out free coaching. Um, And sometimes I do like live coaching that's free to help you get that goal. Both formulas are very simple to follow. Um, The only thing that's hard about it is all the drama that your brain creates. So that's what the coaching is for because you guys can do it. I know you can do it. So if you are interested, link in the show notes. All right. So what do I mean by things that that you may be doing that is just like not helping your client? So it tends to be busy work. It tends to be under the category of research, (laughs) researching things. Um, And I get it because I laugh because I do the same thing in my business. You, You may feel overwhelmed. You may feel... Um, oh, like nervous or you just don't really know what to do. And so you end up spending time, quote unquote, researching what to do. And that almost never is productive. So you, you feel like you're really working hard and you're trying to solve a problem in your business, but you're just spending a lot of time online. That's like, doesn't actually pr- produce anything at the end. Um, okay. So let me, I have a list of some things that I see my clients doing that just isn't actually helping your client. You're, you're, so my, what I see my esthetician clients doing that is not helping their client. So 
following esthetician trends and accounts, you will continue to hear me say this again and again and again. I highly, highly, highly recommend to not follow other estheticians unless they do something totally different than you. And then when you see them do stuff, you're very excited by it and not threatened or feeling inadequate. Because feeling threatened and inadequate will not help your business grow and it absolutely will not help your client, right? And so if, if I believe like generating feelings of excitement and confidence and, um, you know, like to be a magnet really online is not feeling inadequate and um, in competition with other estheticians. Like you can't do both, right? You can't have that energy and be attracting people. So because you have a human brain, like I do, you just don't follow them because then, then you are constantly thinking you're doing it wrong, right? So like I've said before, I don't follow other esthetician um, business coaches or teachers like all times people will be like oh do you know who so-and-so is and I'm like no I do not or if I've heard their name I don't know what they do on purpose because my brain will instantly start comparing us and then I'll start thinking I'm doing everything wrong so it's the same thing for you following esthetician trends like whether it's esthetician marketing trends or like um, like, if, you know, like the jelly masks, I know they're still pretty popular, but they like got really popular when I was still in San Diego. And it was like, people just kept telling me like, Oh, do you see the jelly masks all over Instagram? And I had only, I only knew about it. Cause one of my esthetician friends told me and she had seen it all over Instagram. But since I didn't follow, I was like, Oh no, I don't know what that is. Because honestly, I mean, this is my opinion. If you use jelly masks, please use jelly masks. But for me, it was like, it's an extra expense that yeah, it's kind of cool, but like, is it really serving my client? Is like really getting rid of their acne? I don't think so. Like that was just me. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not the case, but I, I wasn't going to hop on a trend so I could have it on Instagram. So I could like be like the other estheticians. Like that just was never a priority for me. And so it may feel that way for you. Like, but, but, my clients want to see these things and they, they told me they want these trends. And that may be true. That may be true. And depending on what you do, that may, may be true in some ways. But if you are like a results-driven esthetician, like you do acne, you do age management, you do pigmentation, all that stuff is fun and games, but your client really wants their pigmentation to be gone, right? Like... Jelly mask, awesome. Does that make my acne go away? If it doesn't, I really don't care. Like that's that is what your client really feels. If you do like mostly fluffy facials, where it's just like very relaxation, that is a that that's a different kind of way of approaching um, looking at this kind of stuff. But again, if you're doing it only because you're following the trends of others, not really helping. Not really helping. So another area that I see estheticians quote unquote working that actually is not a lot of work, like not actually helping your clients is like buying things and shopping, which I have talked about this before already a lot on this podcast. I will continue to talk about it on this podcast. And that could look like buying new product lines being like, Oh, you know, I don't know if eminence is really big right now, but it was really big when I became an esthetician and it was like, everyone just, always was talking about eminence and if they should bring on eminence and it was this big thing like the woman I worked for was like really on the fence about it because it just seemed so big and so great but like again her clients were getting such amazing results with what she was currently doing 
it wasn't like she was really needing a line that was different and she was constantly getting questions for like something totally different than what she was doing and then eminence was like the perfect fit for that which is kind of like how face reality became to me whereas like everyone wanted more acne help and what I was using for acne really wasn't helping so I was looking I was looking for an acne line so that's a different thing than like just going out and buying a line this could also be like buying devices right like you're going out and buying like an led panel when you have led handholds and it's like totally just fine like you're spending three thousand dollars on a panel as opposed to your six hundred dollar handhelds which work just fine like your clients get results right and i'm not saying like if you want to buy a panel that's the wrong decision it totally can be the right decision for you but if you if you're doing it really from like um this is what you think you should be doing because now you have money in your business checking account versus like you have a clinic and putting someone under a panel it is like much more beneficial for your time because you leave the room and you can go get a bunch of work done for that 20 minutes and that really is like a great way to use your time like the panel of course was so beautiful and I was so intrigued by it when I had my um, studio in San Diego, but I worked in like a solo salon. So if someone was sitting under a panel, I really can't do anything. Like I can't sit next to them and be typing on my computer. And I also like personally just didn't feel comfortable with like going sitting out in the hall and working, like leaving them in the studio. Like it just felt, um, it just didn't feel right to me. Not to say that it was the wrong decision. It just like wasn't really what I wanted at that time and I always thought that if I got a space with my own rooms then I would do that have like a panel have them under it and then I would you know go out and like fold laundry or clean or do something while they were under the panel for 20 minutes but the handheld like they did what they needed to do and it was like a fraction of the price right and of course like I started getting more money and I could have bought a panel but it would would it really made a big difference for my clients I don't know I don't know. And only you can answer those questions, right? And I'm not saying any of these things are the wrong decision, but like, why are you doing it? Are you doing it to make you, make you feel like you're doing something really great and you're a great esthetician and like you have all these great gadgets or because you're like absolutely in love with the gadget and you do know it's going to make a big difference because only you can answer that question. I also see this as, I know this is a controversial opinion and I don't mean to be critical of you if you absolutely love these things. I also see it as going to the trade shows, the esthetician, like the one in Long Beach or Vegas and the one in like San Jose, we just had one in San Jose and I've been to them twice and I spent a lot of money and got absolutely nothing in return. (laughs) You may have a different experience, which is amazing. If you come back and it like completely energizes your business and you like have the best like it really makes it really makes you more money and your clients better results than absolutely keep going but for me when I went both times it was fun to be around other estheticians which is great which is one of my business goals for this business is to create opportunities for estheticians to be together that they're not just going to a trade show and blowing lots of money because it's everything's on sale and it just feels really fun and like kind of you get kind of get caught up in the trade show energy. You you know what I'm talking about if you've been right. You're like, oh, this I've always wanted this. This is this is this is on sale. And I went to the Long Beach one when I first became an esthetician, and they had this someone had this like chair 
that you could like lay on, like it kind of turned you upside down just a little bit. And it was, it was so calming. It really did like it worked or at least it worked for me in that moment. And it was like $3,000 or something like that. And I was like, how can I incorporate this into my business? I didn't have a, I didn't have a business yet. I was like, but maybe if I get one for my house and then I can bring it. And then when I have my own space, what can I do? Like, I don't know what I was, you know, but like, it's magical. They know what they know how to get you. Right. So that was my experience. And then I went to one in San Jose, only like a half day. And again, like everything, everyone there is like trying to sell you something, which again, like if maybe there's something that you know, you really want and going there is going to get you a really good discount. Like amazing go for it and have so much fun but like is that helping your client is that growing your business I don't know and if you feel like you need to go to those trade shows so that you can grow your business and it makes a better experience for your client I I would argue it's probably not the case it may be just for you which is fine but but just be honest with yourself about that's what you're going for you to have fun and be with other estheticians you're not really going to grow your business because you, you're probably just going to be sold to. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. You can totally disregard it. But I see it a lot and I hear it a lot from my clients. They come back from the trade shows and like, oh my gosh, Brittany, I spent so much money. And I'm, I feel like, I feel like, oh my gosh, why did I buy all this stuff? And I, I learned this and I learned this. And this is really confusing because this one class I took was completely opposite opinion of this class. And now I don't know what to think anymore. And this did this and this is this. And it's like, it's kind of like, you know, maybe not the best experience for a lot of my clients. And so I just, I just wanted to offer that to you as well. Um, and then also just to end again, like we talked about at the beginning about like the researching stuff mentality and like, you're always researching, like trying to, trying to, um, find new stuff, you know? And I've had a couple of clients like this that like they have taken course after course after course, like business course after business course after this course after esthetician course, because you're always researching because you think your lack of knowledge is why you're not making money and you're not getting more clients. And you know how I feel about this. Of course, it's important to get education and to get continuing education as things change and all that stuff. But nine times out of 10, if you're not making money in your business, it's not because you're not, you don't have the education. I would actually argue it's the opposite. It's probably because you have too much education and you don't know what to think anymore because everything everything you've been told is contradictory and you just kind of don't know which way is up and it's hard to make a decision and to choose like this is what I'm going to do and you maybe, maybe you know how to do lashes and you also know how to do waxing and you also got face reality certified, but you really just don't know what you like doing. And that's why you're not making money. It's not because you need more education. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story. I'm begrudgingly telling you a story from when I was in Mary Kay. I know if you are a new listener and you've not gone back to the beginning of the episodes of all the podcasts, you may not know that about me. I my early twenties, I was a Mary Kay beauty consultant and it was a really horrible experience, but I learned a lot from it. <laughs> um, which honestly I think did help my business a lot for the business growing today. But anyways, um, when I was in Mary Kay, I, I think, you know, this is a common business owner thing and they used to talk about, um, I 
IPAs that we need to focus on IPAs that was the acronym income producing activities as opposed to like like organizing our lipsticks we were supposed to be like calling customers or like going out and accosting random poor women who were shopping at Target and asking them if they wanted a free skincare class oh the memories um anyways it, but it did I I did even though the the way the way that they suggested to grow your business makes me shudder today um that is a good advice of like focus on income producing activities. So what does that look like? Okay. For you that may look like figuring out ways that your clients or potential clients can easily work with you. I know that may seem pretty obvious to you, but it may not be super obvious to them. And that could be because you don't have online booking. And I I'm, I don't like to tell people what to do very often, but I really think if you don't have online booking, that should be your number one priority. You don't even have to have a website to have online booking. Um, there's no way that they can get a hold of you to book. And if you only text or phone call to book, that really limits the the way someone can work with you. Like I've shared before, my hairstylist that I see here in the Bay Area, you can only text her to book an appointment, which really is a drag. I would much rather just go online and book an appointment with her. It, so I always remember at like 6 in the morning or you know 9.30 on a Sunday, which are both inappropriate times to text someone for an appointment, right? So like... That needs to be so easy for your client to book with you. And that when they go on the booking site, they know like it's so clear for whatever it is their their concern is with their skin or if the, if you do like waxing or sugaring or like whatever it is, like it's so clear which product or which service they should choose. This could be if you do lashes and you offer different kinds of lashes, like having it in the description so abundantly clear, like what each type of like the hybrid or the natural or whatever, I forget what it's called, like the volume or whatever. Um, it's so clear, like they don't know those terms. They don't know what volume means. They don't know. I mean, maybe if they've gotten lashes for years, then they do. But if they're new to getting lashes, like they don't know what hybrid means. They don't know what natural means. Like what does it exactly look like? What does it mean to them? Same thing with like, if you do acne, like abundantly clear, like if they have acne, this is the appointment for them to book. If they have pigmentation, this is the appointment to book, right? Like it's abundantly clear to them. So they're not just like, uh, I don't know. I want to do the cheapest one, which is, you know, just like a signature facial and has nothing to do with acne, right? So really having that be as crystal clear as possible for them. So there's no confusion on how to work with you, which I know, again, seems really silly for me to bring up, but I find it so often when my clients asking me and they need advice on like, how do I set this up? Like set it up in a way that is the simplest and easiest for someone who knows nothing about what you do to, to sign up with, to work with you and book an appointment. Another way that you can work in your business that can really help your client, um, is going through and 
again, streamlining and tidying up and refocusing your consultation. This is actually something that I work with my confident acne specialist on. Um, I actually have a whole week dedicated to consultations. I love consultations. I've talked about consultations a lot on this podcast. So that's some free information if you want to go back and get that information. But, you know, having a really good consultation and feeling really confident in your consultation can make or break the experience for you and for your potential client. So like just really like your consultations really being your bread and butter, the cornerstone of your business and feeling really good about like presenting what you do to your client and how, how you do it and how you can help them and what it looks like. So I even think back, like when I got lashes, one of my good friends, um, does lashes in San Diego and I knew her for a while and I knew she did, you know, I knew she was doing lashes. That's how I met her, but I, I wasn't a client and I was like, okay, I think it was like my birthday or something like that. And I was like, I'm going to get lashes. I'm going to try them. I'm going to see how I like them. I got them before from like a lash chain and I didn't love them. And so then I went and, um, you know, she did a full consultation with me, even though we were friends, like we had lunch together every Friday, but she like talked to me like a complete client, like, tell me about this. Like, tell me about that. Like, show me how, like, like how to wash my lashes. Like that was like, if I wasn't going to do that, then I shouldn't get them because that was such an important part of it. Like it was like full business mode like full business mode. Like we were completely talking like from professional to, to, to client. We were not like just talking about our, our husbands or whatever stuff we normally talked about. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to be able to turn that part of you yourself on where you're like, Hey, like, here we go. Like, this is what we do here. This is how to get results. Like for me and that it was like, she really wanted to understand what the look I was going for and making sure she understood that before she put the lashes on, right? Um, she would, again, I told you like washing the lashes, like how important it was to wash. And, like she showed me how and all the products that would be needed and like really walked me through the appointment, like what to expect and like, you know, you know, it's two hours or whatever and this is how long it's going to take and this is what we're going to do and all that stuff. So I knew what was going on. I mean, obviously she's putting stuff on my eye l- lashes, which, you know, could really freak people out. So really doing a good job at like kind of ta- walking me through all of it. Right. And then telling me like, you know, if you don't like it, we can take it off and like all that stuff. Right. It really is so important. It can really make such a difference for your clients, um, to just have that done. And the other idea I have that you can really use to help your clients get more results, get better results, and actually like work that is helping your business, not maybe just distracting you from your business, is to create systems for follow-up with your clients. Like I I teach this also in my Confident Acting Specialist program. It's currently closed. We open again. Um, we start again in October, end of October. But um, so like creating, I create systems, like how to follow up with clients, like as they are in my program, whether it's like a few days after I see them and the weeks after, and like making sure that they stay in the program and like all those communications and like having that written up and planned out, it can save you a lot of time in the long run, but it also can, that by doing that and creating those systems, that is actually really helping your client, right? Because now those systems are in place. And so your client is getting that support and that care which if you are kind of flying by the seat of your pants, you may, people may fall through the cracks. Um, so yeah, that's just another example of like, if you 
maybe aren't that busy right now and you want to think of a, like ways that you can do work on your business that actually is helping your business move forward, helping your client get results, make it easier for them to be a client for you, I recommend one of those, one of those three things. That is it for today. I hope you liked today's episode. I hope it was helpful and actionable that you can kind of take away some things. And maybe if you find yourself doing the the busy research, you realize you can realize like, oh, this is actually helping. I want to do something that's actually gonna help someone do something in my business. If you like this podcast, can you do me a favor and rate it and review on whatever platform you're listening to? It really, really, really helps me out. It helps me find new podcast listeners, and I would just appreciate it so much. Um, Until then, I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.